0: There's something to be said about correctly picking your spots in life. Finding that perfect moment to ask someone out on a date for the first time. Maybe asking your boss for the promotion or the raise that you're long overdue for. Or it may be finding the right moment to tell that special someone that you love them for the first time. Netflix definitely picked their perfect spot during one of the weirdest and most uncertain times we've seen this century and for many of us in our lifetime. The mega hit Tiger King has swept the nation and has people talking, and the internet winning at an all-time clip. In this episode, we'll talk about the characters, the craziness, the memes, and of course, we're going to talk about that bitch Carol Baskin. So round up your multiple wives, throw in that dangly eyebrow ring, wash your hands, and enjoy this All right, so all three of us here on the show have had a chance to watch Tiger King in full by now. I'm just going to throw this out there. We're going to talk about the whole series. So we're telling you now, lots of spoiler alerts if you haven't finished it yet. This
1: entire thing is a spoiler. Yep.
0: Yeah, I'm going to spoil everything. Yeah,
1: but when you finish watching it, come back and listen. That way you can just sort of like commiserate with us on... The insanity of it.
0: That's absolutely right. I watched the first episode and after that pretty much made it a priority to Mm -hmm. make this something in my life that I was going to finish. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, it takes you. I mean, you start watching it for like five minutes and you're like, holy fuck, I can't walk away from this. It's like a train wreck that you can't take your eyes off of. Yeah.
1: I explained it to people that I've never been more reluctant to watch a show in my entire life (laughs) and happier that I did. Right. I was like, I'm, I don't even want to watch this, but everybody... I Honestly, I felt a peer pressure. Oh, everybody yeah. was like, if you're cool, you watch Tiger King. I was like, I guess I'll I do guess it. I guess
2: I'll do it. And then I was like, this is incredible. I feel like I was one of the contributing factors that pushed you over the edge to watch it. Yes, certainly. Oh, for sure. So a super high-level overview of the series goes
0: something like this. There's a competitive market in the U.S. for big cats, such as tigers, lions, panthers, etc. And it appears that most of the people involved in this are completely insane, a guy by the name of Joe Exotic runs a tiger zoo in Oklahoma. Another guy, Doc Antle, runs an exotic zoo in South Carolina. And a woman by the name of Carol Baskin runs a wildlife sanctuary in Florida that looks very similar to the setup. of so the other mentioned zookeepers, but she's supposed to be the good one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Carol has decided that Joe Exotic is abusing and breeding his animals, and she is on a crusade to put him out of business. He, in turn, hires a guy he barely knows and didn't really like to kill this woman. The guy doesn't kill her, but the feds find out about the whole thing, and the Tiger King winds up in jail. All the detail in between—it's kind of where the magic happens.
1: Yeah, certainly.
2: And there's so much magic in that they have made it into seven episodes. It's not like just like an hour and a half, you know. Because I mean, no. like the plot no. that you just told there could easily be summed up in about an hour and a half, you know, any given yeah. movie. But I mean, they dedicate a good what is it like six hours to this almost like five and a half. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was a
0: five-year project. Yeah. It was a five-year project that they worked on to and, get all the footage.
1: And well worth it.
0: <laughs> it's insane. It was done very well. So, the main character is Joe Exotic, mm-hmm. right? What's his real name, Joe? Joseph Maldonado Passage. No, no, no. I'm saying <clears throat> before. Schreibvogel.
2: Schreibvogel. Vogel. Oh, and I think he was always trying to ditch that name.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was. Wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember seeing that one part when he was in court, and they were like, Joseph... Shree, he was like Clive Vogel. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: He goes, everybody, no one can pronounce it anyways.
0: <laughs> so you just call me Joe Exotic. He's got the mullet? Yeah. He loves guns. Loves them. Yep. Uh openly a gay man? Yeah. Yep, polygamist? Multiple husbands? Yeah. Uh, who aren't gay? Yeah, who yeah, who aren't gay? They <laughs> We'll get into that yeah, too. Absolutely. But, and don't forget his illustrious country music career. Yeah. They gave us such hits as Here Kitty Kitty. Which is incredible. Which is incredible. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: What was it? I saw Tiger was my least favorite of all the jams. There was actually one there that happened. I guess it was probably around episode three or four. And I was like, I don't even like country music. This isn't that bad. (laughs) Yeah, right. Like, maybe I'll (laughs) check that out. But I looked into it because I was thinking, I was like, he doesn't sound bad. You know, it's not him
0: singing. At all. He didn't write any of the songs nor sing any of them. Yeah. He just
2: stands there. Yep. He's, he doesn't play any instruments. He doesn't sing. He's a Milli Vanilli in it all mm-hmm. the way to the bank.
0: Yeah. yeah. So your other uh, main character, you, and we've got a lot of sub-characters we'll dive into. You have Doc Antle. Mm-hmm. So Doc is, he started this wildlife refuge yep. in Myrtle, Myrtle Beach. Beach, South Carolina. Yep. Yeah. He looks like Mr. Perfect from the WWE, if you haven't seen He so
1: does, dude. When you said that the other (laughs) night, I was like, thank you. I knew this whole time. I was like, he looks like somebody. And all I can see now is Doc Ansel perfect plexing a tiger (laughs) in my head.
0: (laughs) So this dude also was a polygamist. He had three wives. Yep. They weren't necessarily, they were just partners. Girlfriends. And this dude had money because
2: they all had nice houses of their own on his property. Like, oh man, they showed it as they were driving the cart on it. And they, all the women had like, that was one of them's house. That's another one of them's house. He had to have at least like five to seven houses on that property.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he rode his elephant around the block yeah. like he was taking it for a walk, like yeah, just out in the morning on in the elephant, you know? Was,
1: he was one of my least favorite characters.
0: He was, but he he did appear to be the smartest one, I think. He
1: was, but um, he he's a bad person in my mind. Like when I watched the whole thing, I was like, you know, and honestly, look, dude, you want not have multiple wives, polygamy, stuff like that, like- OK, you know, but it did appear that he was like grooming these women and sort of like setting them up in situations where they didn't really have much of a choice. Like literally it was sort of carrot and stick like, oh, yeah, you know, you get down on uh, Doc Antle's ding dong and uh, you can have a nice house. If not, you can go live in the uh, in this trailer. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fed old meat. We'll talk about that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, and he was completely full of himself, too. Yeah. Did y'all catch when, um, what was the drug dealer's wife was like going around on tour and she goes in and she goes into this room and she's like, oh, here's a bunch of his stuff that he's collected over the years. And they're like, oh, look at this book by Dr. Bhagavan. And they were like, doctor, what's he a doctor of? And she was like, oh, the mystical sciences. Right.
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, And
1: he was like basically asking people to call him doctor. Yeah. And Bhagavan, like, dude, I mean, seriously, man, like that's why I hated him the most because I
2: was like. Man, you really think quite highly of yeah, yourself. Yeah, he
0: created his own character. Yeah. Of himself. And
2: he has a soul patch. <laughs> so according to the women, Bhagavan means lord, but according to him- Right. That's yeah, what one but according thing. to him, Bhagavan means friend of God. Yeah. Right. Lord. Yeah. So you should look that up. What does
1: it actually mean? Hold on one second. Vagabond, Bhagavan. That's
0: what I thought was vagabond.
1: Yeah. He's like, well, I'm a homeless lord. Vagabond, Bhagavan. <laughs> that would be like an m M&M m slant rhyme right there.
2: <laughs> Bhagavan is related to the root bodge to revere, adore, and imply someone glorious, illustrious, revered, venerable, divine, holy. An epithet applied to gods, holy or respectable personages.
1: Huh. So Lord is way closer than friend of God. Yep. He's like, I actually am a god. Yeah. Dick. yeah. Doc Antle, there you go.
0: And then you have that bitch, Carol Baskin. Oh, Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. So, Carol Baskin has an interesting story. She's an old school hippie, Mm -hmm. and she obviously appears to be super hypocritical in uh, her operations. Allegedly, she killed her ex-husband. Yeah. And inherited his millions and spent said millions on a tiger farm in Tampa, Mm -hmm. remarried, and made it her life's mission to exploit Joe Exotic. Often referred to by Joe as... That bitch Carol Baskin. Carol
2: fucking Baskin. And if
0: y'all watch the show, every time he mentions this woman's name, it is mm-hmm.
2: it is that bitch Carol Baskin. Yeah. Carol fucking Baskin. Yeah, Man. that
1: shit when he shot that dummy in the head, I was like, what in <laughs> the fuck? But you know what So so
0: explain if they has if they haven't seen it, explain what, what the scenario was there.
1: Alright, well, and here's what's interesting too, is that if you like the show, if you've already seen the show and you've watched it, I also recommend Listening to, there's a podcast called Joe Exotic, Tiger King on the Wondering Network. And they okay. go into a little bit more detail on there, especially the earlier stuff or whatever. Like PETA was going after Joe, I mean, I keep wanting to call him Joe Dirt, <laughs> after Joe Exotic in 06 or whatever. But he said that they were having problems constantly when they were doing the mall tours mm-hmm. and that they were petting uh, the, the Tiger Cubs. was uh, a lot. Of, it pissed a lot of people off. Right. But she was the one that didn't stop. Okay. Like there was people that would complain to people, but eventually the, he would just move, and it didn't matter. She didn't stop. She had the resources to make it a big deal.
2: Carol, she sent people on the road to like hunt him down and tail yeah. them, and like find out which yeah. mall they were going to, and they would contact it then before they got there. That's what I'm saying. She had the resources to do that, where the other people were like, "I'll write a, an email
1: or whatever," but she was working with PETA and stuff like that, and this caused him massive amounts of problems because a large portion of his income came from these mall tours.
0: Yep. Oh, yeah.
1: And so when those got shut down, there wasn't a whole bunch of income coming in. And Joe Exotic is a person that likes to be the center of attention on the show, like a showman, basically. He's dying to be a showman. So when those got shut down, he had to come back to the zoo that the people that worked there said that he basically became a different person. He became more irritable when he was back at the zoo because yep. it was just the day to day humdrum of taking care of the zoo and it wasn't the exciting glamour of being on the road in, you know, Oklahoma
0: at a mall. Yeah, exactly. At the at the big tiger cub petting right. sessions.
2: Plus they weren't raking in the big bucks at that point too. So like I'm sure there was some a lot of financial right. burden stress that was coming down on them at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. still having to maintain mm-hmm. and feed those cats. Yeah. Yeah. So he had a show called Joe Exotic TV. That's right, and that's
0: where he had the uh, effigy of Carol Baskin—a blow-up doll. It was, a, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. At one point, it was a blow-up doll, and then at another point, he brought out a mannequin that he tied to a tree in a very sexually suggestive manner, and put a thing of Tannerite between the mannequin's <laughs> legs, that's and right. then shot it with a fucking AR-15. And that's like a five on a scale of 10 on how crazy that gets on this show. Yeah. it's Totally middle ground. Like him blowing up a Carol Baskin effigy with Tannerite was like, after you're done, you're like, that's, I guess it makes sense. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. That was just more like, hey, we're going to keep rolling along with it. this will just lead us to our next amazing part. But
0: the one, he had this doll literally two feet from him that he fired a live round into. <laughs> yeah, in a, inside studio. <laughs> yeah. So
1: can you imagine, like, sitting next to this motherfucker and he's like, I'm a goddamn it, Carol Baskin. Bam! Bam! <laughs> and then I, yeah, dude. And he was obviously, like, unhinged is an understatement. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? The more they explained in that other podcast, too, was that when Joe Exotic got started in the late 90s, like, he had very good intentions, actually. Sure. Like, he actually had a, another husband that they don't talk about yeah, at all. Yeah, he died of AIDS. He died of AIDS. And they said, like, people that knew him said that when he died was when Joe Exotic was born, basically. Okay. And okay. that's when the gears shifted. Because before that, they said that his first husband kept him sort of grounded, and the whole thing really was about rescuing cats. And stuff. It's funny how it works out, because Carol Baskin started out breeding cats. And then she switched into like, I don't want anybody to breed cats. I don't want any cub petting or anything like that. And Joe uh exotic started with like a rescue and then switched into it's all about money and yeah. maybe he really wanted to be a celebrity or whatever. But in that sense, like as crazy as he is, there are moments where you sort of feel sorry for him and can relate to sort of his Plight, yes, exactly. It's yeah, just a general sense of sadness, you know. I mean, he was never fully accepted by his parents for being gay. Being yep. gay in Oklahoma in, in the 70s has to be like the seventh layer of hell, right?
2: You know what I mean? Well, so, hell,
0: he tried to commit suicide, yeah.
2: That started down a bad path where he broke his back, and it took five years for him to recover after that. and I think that's one
1: great thing that this documentary does is that even though they're horrible people and pieces of shit, they're humanized well enough where they're not like just one-dimensional asshole except for Doc Bhagavan could fuck right (laughs) off Uh, and also uh, the other dude we'll get into him too the guy who uh, wore the do-rag and the Oakley hats even though he's like 60 years old Oh
0: man yeah Um, Jeff Lowe Jeff Lowe Lowe. Lowe is
1: like I said I think he just I think he edges out Bhagavan for me as my most hated character he's a fucking grease ball but like I said everybody else sort of a humanizing story but what's interesting to me is how much the response is towards a hatred for carol baskin yeah. on the internet i'm like blown away i was like i mean she's bad too but i was like jesus christ like <laughs> she's
2: she <laughs> somehow is like the worst villain in this entire thing dude the entire internet has turned on her yo yeah. totally absolutely and
1: i don't i'm like jeff lowe you guys someone should be out there beating that man with a rubber hose <laughs> and uh you know she look carol baskin I'm 99.9999999% sure she killed her husband. Man, and fed him to tigers. Another thing, too, is, and this has been talked about on the Tiger King subreddit, which is also fucking fantastic. You should check that out. They were talking about no normal woman would be walking down Nebraska Avenue in Tampa at night when she got picked up by her husband that she may have killed. She was a prostitute.
2: That doesn't really surprise me. That's what the rumor is. That's what, yeah, because if you think about it, think about how odd that
1: story is that, oh, well, I met him. He stopped by to pick me up while I was walking down a dangerous road known for prostitution. And I got in the car and we went to a motel. Now, when you don't have the context, you're like, that's a pretty weird story. But then people are in from Tampa are like, that is a whore town. That's a (laughs) whore street. She was whoring. And you're like, Oh, yeah, that makes way more sense. <laughs> she had, so she came from a rough background. Yeah. I imagine that her husband, her first husband, was probably her pimp as well because she moved out of her house when she was 15. Remember, she said that she was gang raped and her parents blamed her for it. That's right. This entire setup tells you, like, it is literally like almost a play-by-play for prostitution. Yep, it's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't falter for that. I don't even care. Like, I'm like, that's, I wish you would just be like, yeah, I was a prostitute. My life was fucked up. And then I met this dude, you know, and he was like a John. And then I was like, well, you got money. Then I'm like, "Okay." And I mean, that guy sounded crazy as fuck, too. I don't even know. Like, it's not cool to kill that guy. But the way that she was talking about it, like, was he what was he doing?
2: I don't know. But they talked about like he got onto some plane and they drove out over the lake or something like that and kicked him out of the airplane or something. Well, that's, there was speculation, right? Yeah. Was, and
1: that's one thing, too, which cracked me up because later on, remember when Joe Exotic was talking about they baited my shoes and that tiger got his leg and they cut back to Carol Baskin. She goes, I don't know if you want to get a tiger to eat you. She's like, I guess you have to just you know, put sardine oil all over you or something like that. And then the rumor was that she fed her husband and you were like, you bitch, you did do it. <laughs> yeah. You took Dawn and dumped sardine oil all over him.
0: Knocked him and out and fed him and to the, him the to tigers. tigers.
1: I love this show. It's funny. Like I said I started out not even wanting to watch it and now I'm completely immersed. I'm like doing deep fucking research on these wild fucking gay meth heads.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Man, and the the internet, the memes are, I mean, the first couple I saw were of Joe Exotics. One of his husbands had a uh, total meth mouth and had a few uh or a lot of missing teeth. John. John, yeah, and uh you have the whole social distancing where the two teeth were real far apart and oh, that was the correct man. distance and
2: they yeah, had the two that were close together that was like not far enough apart yeah yeah
0: and uh another one i saw like was uh, hanging on to our sanity during the quarantine like joe exotic's eyebrow ring
2: oh that was a god, god. god.
0: <laughs> and that was so hard
2: <laughs> how many times did he lose that i love the one where it has the verbiage is any dad when they see all the lights on in the house and the front door open with all the ac coming out and then it- Cuts over to Joe Exotic, and it's like, I am never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. That man. was when Saf got yeah. his arm eaten off.
1: And Saf, there was three people that I liked. Saf was one of them. Like I said, I would hire Saf in a heartbeat. Oh, 100%. Eric Cowie, the long-haired dude who, in fact, my favorite line of the entire thing was, how many wives does Doc Antle have? He goes, how many wives does Doc Antle have? He goes, I don't give a Fuck! <laughs> I was like, "Thank you, that's great." And then Rinky with the with the missing legs. That yeah, was, it was yeah. the employees at the zoo that were the most chill, normal, and I shouldn't say normal or chill. You know, obviously there there's some substance abuse issues and 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 problems, but they seem to be the most kind-hearted, yeah, most good faith uh, acting yes. people in the entire fucking show. When
0: you heard Joe Exotic talk about a lot of the people he brought in were like kind of on their last leg in yeah. life, like either out of prison or headed to prison or looking to get away from another life and kind of start fresh. Had nowhere else to go. Yeah, they had nowhere else to go. Yep. But no, that guy Eric was the shit. When they first interviewed this guy, they're like, how did you come here? He was like, man, I answered a Craigslist advertisement. He's like, look at me now. I'm doing tiger shows. Yeah, (laughs) dude.
1: He was a boss, and you know it was very sad at the end. You could tell it bothered him deeply about the euthanizing the tigers, and then yeah. to the point where his last interview—I mean, he was uh, like cross-eyed, drunk. You know what I'm saying? And not in like a good way. Like, yeah, like falling back on the bed. Yeah, yeah, man, I felt bad for him, dude. So uh, yeah, those three people were cool. Everybody else on the show is just an utter trash bag.
0: His uh, his campaign manager
2: wasn't too too bad. It's true. Okay. Yes. Now, he is one of the most normal people on the show. You guys know he attacked a man with a samurai sword, right? The campaign manager Yes. Did. Nice. No, I did not know this. Do tell. Yeah, he attacked him, man. And someone put, of course, it was a samurai <laughs> sword. Yeah, he cut some dude's
1: arm. And you can look it up. Look his name up. He it was in Oklahoma. It was right around the same time. He had physically attacked somebody with a katana from Hot Topic yeah. and uh,
0: cut his arm, man. So that guy unfortunately saw some crazy shit happen he right saw in front of him
2: so right in front of him that was crazy
1: yeah now before we get into that let's go back to travis all right so travis was one of joe uh, the exotics um you want to call him joe dirty I,
2: I can't <laughs> stop saying joe Dirt. well he is joe dirt with money that's the thing
1: yeah <laughs> yeah well joe dirt also was like legitimately like a nice dude you know yeah life is a garden dig it and uh, don't you know breed tiger cubs
2: i feel like initially so was the tiger king but i think life brought him down he was he was he was i think so yeah but the
1: tiger king uh liked young dudes which is totally fine but the problem was is that he liked dudes that ultimately were not gay and that he, I think, ultimately knew weren't gay, mm-hmm. and basically was keeping them around with plying them with drugs and money and guns, guns and stuff like that. Yeah. So this dude yeah, Travis sure. comes out from Southern California. He already has an addiction problem. By the time he gets out there, it's well known, and uh, like I said, everybody knew he wasn't gay, but uh, that didn't stop Joe Exotic from you know sort of manipulating him, which I still just can't. I don't, I man. I mean, I was like. You know, there's nothing wrong with being gay, but I can't imagine just kind of dipping my toes into that for like a four-wheeler and some (laughs) meth. But I guess other people, you know, we're talking like a billion dollars. I'm like, yeah, bro, whatever happens, man. A billion dollars means a lot to me. But a four-wheeler, like an AR-15 and uh, endless supply of meth, like I'll totally pass.
0: Yeah, I'm good on that.
1: (laughs) And I think honestly, now this is speculative on my part, but I think that messed with him mentally. And also, I mean, he already had mental problems anyway. Yeah. And then he's staying up for days on methamphetamines and just constantly drinking. And ultimately, he's very reckless. And at one point, they talk about it. he just rides around and points guns at people constantly, yeah. which is insane. And finally, the campaign manager like tells him one time, he's like, dude, stop. Don't point that gun at me. And Travis says, oh, don't worry about it. It's a... Was it a Beretta? It's a Ruger. It's a Ruger. He goes, "Uh, you know, it won't go off if the clips out of it. Pulls the clip out of it. Well, there's one in the chamber, and he didn't know his Ruger's very well. Yeah. He actually shot himself in the head on accident in, in front. front of the campaign manager. And this was on camera. On camera. And when that happened, time, like, froze. And I didn't know if it was a still shot for about 10 seconds because the campaign manager... Did not move. And then at the very top of the screen was an actual timestamp. Yep. That's how shocking it was for this dude that he literally just froze and stared at the scene oh, he for was, about 10 seconds.
0: He was seven feet away yeah. from the guy sitting in a chair who was just under the camera. Could you imagine trying to process that? No. that's all, You saw the
1: flash and immediately he just, I can't imagine that. The thing for me was it was an
2: accident, but... Maybe the dude was suicidal, or I don't know. Or might have just been out of his mind, you know? Well, I mean, I don't know if he was suicidal. I mean, I think more than anything, it seemed like to me, and I'm no expert, but it seemed like he was strung out on drugs. And you know, meth—it will just tear you apart and cause you to do crazy shit. So the last thing a meth head needs is a bunch of access to weapons. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, just certainly—it's never a good combination. And this is one of the reasons why. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly was, man. Uh, a very, is... very sad and uh, low point of the shit. Uh, not low point. Uh, sad and um. The low point was the funeral. Oh my god When
1: In the eulogy he says And like this is the point where you're supposed to remember the best of somebody And Joe Exotic Comes out and says That basically he'll remember Trav's always coming and putting his balls in his face And he called him he said My golden little nuggets and I was like Oh! Not because I don't care about Like the gay part of it but I was just like
2: Yeah like dude some shame Like a funeral In front of his mother and his family Yeah. Yeah
1: And then call them golden little
2: nuggets. You know, like
1: sexual, like little pet names for each other shouldn't be, you know, I don't know. The other thing, too, that was interesting was they talked about like right around this time that that happened, Joe Exotic is running for governor and he actually gets in front of the camera and says, basically, well, Travis always told me that if there's anybody that could bring people together in the state of Oklahoma, it was me. Well, the reality was on that podcast, all the people that were there said that when Joe Exotic had the meeting with everybody at the zoo and was like, I'm going to run for governor, nobody said anything except for Travis. He said two words, bad idea.
0: Really? Yep. Interesting. There was never a moment where he was like,
1: Joe, you're going to unite everybody. and It was never like that. So to take that tragedy and sort of, you
2: know what I'm saying, like leverage that for your campaign. Manipulate it in that way.
1: Yeah. He's not a good guy. I know everybody wants to believe that.
0: but
2: So he ran for president and
0: uh didn't last too long i saw another awesome meme pete Buttigieg. i'm the first openly gay man to run for president at the bottom it had the tiger king it says hold my beer bitch or something like that i was like i guess so (laughs) yeah so he ran for president that didn't go well
2: he had like campaign condoms made up and everything oh yeah then
0: he went for governor of oklahoma and shockingly enough He got 19% of the Libertarian vote. It was 644 votes.
1: I'm still not even shocked, though. I mean, seriously, dude. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just indicative of everything. It's like, you know, if you had told me like 10 years ago, I'd have been like, really? That much? Now I'd be like, yeah, I guess.
0: (laughs) I suppose that's how it works, man. So uh, once he started getting into the political stuff, Jeff Lowe, that's the guy that kind of started to show up. Yeah. And Jeff Lowe was the investor that looked like a 16 year old motorcycle rider in a 50 year old man's body.
1: Yeah, that was the one meme they said if gas station erection pills were in human form.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it was a picture of that guy.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah. I'm
0: like, how are you
1: 60 years old with wearing like a legit like do rag and a flat built oakley head on top? I I don't understand. Affliction shirts. Yeah. He
0: was still rocking affliction shirts. Yeah.
1: Strange character. And everything about him too was like, oh man. I'm into hot chicks and I've got this Ferrari I can't pay for and I'm going to Vegas and we're having this thing happen. And I was like, man, you are like, you're the, like I said, I, I hate you more than anybody, maybe more than anybody on the planet. Jeff Lowe. Yep, Yeah. I did not like him at all. Nah. not at all. Not a single redeeming feature. Like with Joe, sometimes you felt bad for him. Carol, you know, there was points where you sort of felt bad for her, for her upbringing or whatever, you know, uh, Bhagavan can fuck off too, but Jeff Lowe. Just, like, the definition of slimy, man. Yeah, Just a yeah. like fucking grifter, dude. <laughs> and shameless about it. He's like, <laughs> he's like, it's so strange. You know, every time I start working with somebody, they end up hating me. I'm like, it's a bad
2: sign, Jeff yeah. Lowe. He's a motorcycle grifter. Yeah,
0: yeah. exactly. Another character that was, uh, he didn't bring much to it was... Howard Baskin, Carol's new oh, husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Just
2: an absolute dork. Yeah, hen packed as fuck. Man. Oh, absolutely. Did y'all see the picture with him where he's dressed up as a tiger or something like that? And Carol's got a chain around him.
1: Oh, she's got the chain around him. He had a caveman suit on. Yeah. yeah.
2: Was that in their wedding? Mm-hmm.
0: I think yeah. it was in their wedding. She says
1: that it was just <laughs> his idea or whatever. Yeah.
0: So I saw this thing on the, uh, on the internet. It was a meme of him. It said, Howard Baskin. Definitely wears his socks while making love. Yeah,
1: it's true too, man. You know, the guy has an MBA from Harvard.
0: Really? Yeah. Wow. Really? MBA from Harvard. Yep.
1: Damn. And but I've never seen anybody so henpecked. Like, he looks at her so adoringly, and she's just like, whatever, dude. He's definitely catching. She's she's strapping up and just pounding. Yeah. I'm surprised that she, that she took his last name. He's not, uh, I don't know, what was her name for? Uh, carol carol dead guy
0: (laughs) mills was that his name i don't remember yeah who knows so it it starts to kind of wind up in the murder for hire plot Mm. so you get this character named james garretson gets introduced James Garrison was the fat guy on the jet ski. Oh,
2: shit. Yeah. <laughs> what was the point of that jet ski ride at the end of the movie? That's like, what, it's, what. That's
1: why the documentary is so glorious. They knew it was so completely insane. They were like, we can throw this in here with Eye of the Tiger playing for no reason at all. And you don't even blink.
0: You're just like, well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, there's that other meme of uh, the guy, Eric, that works at the zoo smoking his cigarette while he's filling up gas yeah. tanks yeah and it says you know this shit is so shit crazy that when a guy's smoking his cigarette while filling up a gas tank in a shed full of gas tanks is like bottom five what right. the fuck moments yeah. yeah or the other
1: one that was like when the guy pulls up on that motorcycle roadster with a skeleton in the passenger seat <laughs> and you don't ask questions that tells you how insane the show is but no the hitman creed bratton looks
2: exactly like creed
0: the guy joe called a crackhead why would i hire a crackhead to go kill that bitch carol baskin
2: (laughs) yeah that dude definitely looks like creed like
1: straight up yeah 100 it's creed's (laughs) brother Uh, hold on another insane moment do you remember the scene where creed bratton the hitman was interviewing while he's in a tiny bathtub in the trailer yeah, what the fuck was up with that? <laughs> Dude, see, you don't even, this doesn't even register. That's how insane the show is, is that there's a scene where this man is in the tiniest bathtub you've ever seen, washing himself, and giving an interview,
2: and you just, you're like, well, yeah, I mean, he's just telling the story. He's shirtless, in the. I mean, you know, you assume everything else is off, but it's, you know, from the perspective of just seeing his top. But yeah, you shirtless, yeah. And it's like his final interview in the show. It's like a, it's a good, like three, four minutes of the show.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they ended it and he just, like, big bubbles came out of the tub and he was like, <laughs> yep, got it.
0: Well, it was awesome when uh, Joe Exotic paid him the money to go kill her and he was like, yeah, I pretty much went to the casino and bought a bunch of drugs and partied. Yeah. And I blew all the money. I didn't kill the lady.
2: I went to strippers. and
1: Dude, $3,000 for a dude that takes a bath and basically a bucket in a trailer? That is balling. Yeah. That was the best week of that guy's life. Dude, that's lottery money.
2: I'm telling <laughs> you, man. It was so good, he doesn't even remember it. That, oh, none of it. Guarantee <laughs> that. Mm-hmm. And he went to South Carolina, too, so I think the dollar stretched a little bit more than it would have, like, say, in Las Vegas, per se. Oh, totally, man.
0: He and Bogavon hung out in Myrtle Beach. So it was crazy to hear Joe's phone calls from the jail, too. Yeah. He's still protesting the whole thing and proclaiming his innocence. Yeah. But it's you kind of saw him age... As the show went on and as more bad shit really started happening to him, he said he lost the cub petting thing, got sued, Jeff came in, pretty much started running the zoo.
1: Okay, here's another thing, too. The alligator house got blown up, which we haven't oh, even discussed yeah, yet. Oh, yeah, Now We don't know who did that, but here, here's another thing. The show's so fucking insane that they can't stick all the craziness into seven shows. They left out the fact that the crocodilians that died were Michael Jackson's. What? What? 100% true. <laughs> no, when he, when Michael Jackson died, they basically took the all the, ah. the pets and they went there. The crocodiles and the alligators that died in that firebombing were Michael Jackson's crocodiles.
2: Wow. Holy shit. Interesting. Yeah. This special has so much fire in it that it didn't even mention that. Yeah, exactly. And that's, so who
1: did it? <clears throat> Joe Dirt did. It. I mean, <laughs> Joe Zog did it. Oh, man. One more thing, too. We didn't even talk about the journalist. The chain smoking journalist from uh, Oh, I was okay. just about to get
0: into him. Yes. Yeah. All right,
1: let's talk about him. All right. He had the idea of doing the reality show that he was trying to pitch to networks, where he basically came on and he did all the production work for Joe Exotic TV, predicated on the idea that he would be able to film at any given time and that he was gonna bundle this up eventually and sell it to like A and E or to something yes. like that. And he got very close. They were in discussions on like with a network to pick the show up. When the bombing occurred, and that's, he says he lost a ton of his footage. All and he, of his footage. All, All of, of his footage. Yeah. Well, apparently there was some left because they did use some of the footage yeah. in the documentary. Yeah, sure. And then he has like a nervous breakdown, leaves then, chain smoke cigarettes. I saw him take five drags off of a cigarette without exhaling. <laughs> Mind blowing. Now, here's the other thing. He used to be a guy that was on uh, like Inside a current, Edition. Inside Edition. Yeah. And he would do yeah. these crazy stunts. There's a movie that was made about his life Yep, that came out in the early 2000s. There's a documentary about his insane life, which... When I say insane, it mostly alludes to the fact that he was a crack cocaine addict for years and was smoking crack prior to going and filming Inside Edition.
2: Holy shit.
0: Yes. He said he interviewed George H.W. Bush on crack, cocaine. On, crack High cocaine, on crack cocaine, talking about <laughs> drug abuse in America. <laughs> oh my God. And they don't yeah. even include this in the documentary. Nah. Yeah, you had to research that one. Yep. Wow. Yeah, so that guy, he starts the whole documentary. Yep. The opening scene is with him. Like, he's like, where do you want to start? And they're like, how about the beginning? He's like, the fucking crazy beginning. Yep. And yeah, this guy had a long history of TV mm-hmm. experience. Joe had this, you know, just straight bootleg internet show he was putting out. Yeah. But this guy saw something, like you said. He was yep. like, man, this is a gem mm-hmm. if you can turn it into something real. Yep. And that's what he did. He made it look like a real TV show.
2: I'm going to make millions off this
1: yeah
0: yeah he could have oh man
1: yeah I, he's seeing this now and he's like fuck man yeah. everybody wanted to see
2: this Yep. Yeah. yeah he was like this was mine and think about all the priceless footage that he had that is lost now
1: so there's another thing that occurs that they don't talk about in the netflix documentary but you know of course joe exotic is constantly talking about carol baskin and them are trying to screw him up but if you listen on the podcast there are multiple times that he claims that Carol Baskin and PETA were poisoning his animals,
2: really poisoning
1: his chimpanzees and all his chimps died. Yeah. To make it look like it was negligence or something like that on his part. I don't think that they were actually poisoning his animals. Right. This is him. Like, so for instance, and here's a prime example. He had these ligers, but they were ligers that were bred with a lion again. And it was like this specific type of exotic tiger that was, just super exotic right i'm saying the ferrari of exotic cats and the documentarian for the wondery show was talking about you know all of a sudden it was a summer day and they go out there and this cat is dead and joe is like i can tell that they poisoned him because based on this based on that well they take the cat to the veterinarian and they open the cat up and they're like the smell was so bad they said because it had been in the hot sun all day dead Uh. they open it up and they were they' like, was he poisoned? And the vet was like, no, dude, it was too hot for him. He died of fucking heat stroke.
0: Oh, man. Jesus.
1: So Joe Exotic is talking about they're poisoning his animals. But, you know, I mean, he just wasn't fucking taking care of. And this is a problem with private zoos, man. There's no regulations on this shit. It blew my mind when they were talking about, like, you can buy a tiger cub for $2,000. A friend of ours just got a fucking German shepherd that was twice as expensive as that. A dog. yeah, Twice as expensive as a fucking tiger cub. And I then, was eh. thinking, you know, I don't know, $100,000 for a tiger cub or something. I guess I was wrong.
0: And just like all those morons in South Florida 15, 20 years ago that bought the uh, Burmese pythons and yeah. stuff like that, that grow to be 15, 20 feet, and they're yep. like, I can't keep this in my house anymore. They just anymore. ditch it. And they let it go in the woods, yep. and all of a sudden you have 20-foot snakes <laughs> rolling through Miami.
1: It's true, man. It's so true. It's just crazy to me, dude. I can't believe there isn't any sort of regulation on this. I, just don't, I don't think a normal person shouldn't be able to have a tiger
0: no yeah no not at all absolutely not well that's the thing and you watch this and see the people in this show that are handling the animals you're like man this guy like i said these are great people but Mm. their iqs aren't like they're not geniuses and they're not you know like super highly skilled no they're the ones training tigers
2: well exactly
1: and a lot of them are suffering from like you know substance abuse issues and stuff like that so they're not exactly like you know peak of their game exactly yeah
2: Yeah, right
1: but i don't think people realize like how insanely strong and large tigers actually are when i lived in los angeles when i was a kid there was a a big cat park there and i actually went back and looked stuff up this week because i was like were they a shitty one too i can't really remember but i remember going there as a kid and like these tigers would break bowling balls yeah wow they were yeah they would
2: throw bowling balls in there for toys and i'm like they've got three inch teeth three inches on their teeth you know what i mean like yeah Yeah. i mean like i mean think about even just like the strongest dogs like some of like pit bulls and like american Staffordshires, stuff like that their bite is insane let alone on a big cat like good god yeah yeah it's complete insanity if anything good comes from the show
1: it'll be some sense of like regulation for this man
0: i hope so so, it looks like one of Joe's husbands, Joe Finley was his name. John Finley. John it's Finley. John Finley? Yeah. Of course it was John yeah, Finley. God. It wasn't Joe and Joe. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't Joe and Joe. That would have been... Joe Joe. Well, it wouldn't. It just would have made perfect sense for that to happen in yeah. this show. But he said,
1: look at me. I'm Joe Joe the happy monkey boy.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. John Finley got him a new grill piece. Got him a new grill, and he's engaged to be married to a right. woman. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, any man, seeing him with the teeth... Mm-hmm. He looks like a completely different person. different person.
1: Well, he apparently was upset with the documentarians for showing him without his teeth. And I'm like, that's more on you, dude. I don't <laughs> if he wasn't like, he's was like, I can't believe they didn't just go back and refilm all of my interviews again once I got this beautiful mouth of teeth in here. Exactly. And then how do you like, well, okay, here's the deal. He has a kid. Now, this thing is huge. When this kid gets older, can you imagine watching a documentary where your dad is like, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm not gay, but it was a (laughs)
2: four-wheeler. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It would just be the strangest thing ever.
0: Oh, man. He's going to have to shield his kid from that.
2: You won't believe what I did for this Joe tattoo right here on my chest. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, oh, property
0: of Joe. That crocodile on his shoulder. Yeah, all of his tattoos were...
1: That crocodile. Oh, my God. I mean, are we really surprised that the tattoo work is not top-notch, no. you know? uh,
0: I saw one another meme. It was like... The real crime of this whole thing is whoever's cutting the hair in Winwood, Oklahoma. And it oh. just had all the haircuts of everybody yeah. lined up. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, well, not the fashion capital. That
1: one picture where it's uh, Joe and Travis and John laid on a bed with their shirts <laughs> off, and somebody was like, I'm going to tell uh, my kids that this was nickel
0: <laughs> I saw that same picture. It said, uh, I missed the old Blink-182. <laughs> That's
1: it, man. But I don't know. Like I said, if you, if you haven't, well, obviously, if you're listening at this point, you've watched the show or whatever. It's incredible. But I highly recommend if you want more and you want to know, like, a deeper level, for some reason in your mind, you want to know more about these psychotic people, go to Joe Exotic
0: Tiger King on the Wondering Network. It's a killer podcast. Nice. Awesome. All right, well, that is going to wrap it up for this episode and this edition of Fire Side Chats. We hope you guys enjoyed it. As always, we appreciate your support. You guys definitely stay safe during the weird time that we're going through right now. Um, hunker down and uh, do what you need to do to keep yourself healthy and safe. Again, thanks for everything uh, you guys do, and we will talk to you next time. This is Asshole Court.